Thank you for joining us here at VLC. Our purpose is to help people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now here is Pastor Gary Tony. Obviously with this Sunday being the last Sunday before Thanksgiving, I, 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 I want to talk about Thanksgiving today, giving thanks, being thankful, living thankful, huh? expressing your thanksgiving to others. And, and I think it's important that, that as we do this this year, you have to realize something. Uh, I've got a quote. Last, last week I quoted President Washington. Today I have a quote from President Lincoln. I want you to understand something. The nation we live in was founded by people of God, Amen. not politicians, people of God. And this holiday that we celebrate, it was for one reason. They were thankful that God honored their faithful persistence. You understand, they gave their lives, men and women gave their lives for us to have what we have today. Yeah, still do, man. Amen. And so we have to understand that the, at, at, at the front of what we do, that we keep that in mind that, man, we should be the most grateful, humble people on the planet. Now, Second to that, obviously, uh, because we are people of God, we need to be fully aware. Well, let me just read this. Listen carefully to President Lincoln as he addresses the nation concerning this holiday that they're establishing. He says this, We often forget the source from which the blessings of our fruitful year come. No human wisdom or mortal hand has devised these things. They are the gracious gift from the Most High God. And I therefore invite my fellow citizens to observe this day of thanksgiving as praise to our Father who lives in heaven. That was, a, that was one of our presidents that said that. Yeah. And so for us as Americans, yes, we absolutely honor we are grateful for our forefathers for establishing this beautiful holiday. But as Christians, Thanksgiving, guys, it's got to be more than a holiday. Thanksgiving has got to be this heart issue for us that confess Jesus as our Savior. Giving thanks is, if you will, is a declaration of our trust and reliance. Father, thank you for blessing my life. Thank you for giving me a homeland to live in that is free. Thank you for goodness. Thank God for things that you don't even see yet. Let me say this to you. For the Christian, now if you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, you definitely, before you leave the room today, want to take care of that. For those of you that are, that are watching, man, don't, today, we're going we're gonna to give you an opportunity in just a few minutes to take a step of faith and give, not be a member of a church, give your life to Jesus and become part of the family of God. Because here's the thing, guys, there are things that you have to understand that are going on in the world today. Um, now, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I've, I've gotten some reports from some of you all that are watching the movie about the Galilean wedding, The Wrath. If you haven't seen it yet, it is a must-see for the Christian because it will give you a brand-new perspective. Make no mistake about it, God is coming back. 
Let, let me try that. Let me try this section. God is coming back. Now, now listen, <clears throat> for a glorious church that is adorned and ready for his coming. We're, we're not going to just crawl or limp into heaven, barely making it. No. Now, the world will grow darker. So don't freak out because the world is growing darker. It will. But for the people of God, the darker it gets, the brighter you stand out. But make no mistake, you will have to get to a place in your life where you trust Jesus. And so we are thankful because he, the reason that we should be so thankful, y'all ready for this? This is as bad as it gets for the Christian humanity. This is the shortest and worst thing we will ever do. Don't get too excited. Yeah, I know. I mean, it just, you know, in, in a moment, this, this chapter's done, and if, if the Lord tarries his coming even for a, another second, then you and I will go through the grave. But I believe there's a group that won't. Y'all ready to do some rapture practice? No. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> So we need to be thankful because heaven is our home. Eternity is a reality for us. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, now, now these, these scriptures, you have to understand the Holy Spirit is trying to give us revelation. Are you ready for this? Rejoice. Go on, tell me what it says, church. Go on, say it. See, I know some of you don't want to say always because some of y'all, you got all that going on. You got that mood and that attitude and you rejoice always. Yeah, but what if it's not going right? <clears throat> it's not always going to go right. And God is not telling us to rejoice because something's happening in our life. That's not what he's saying. In the middle of it, rejoice your way through. Huh? Pray without ceasing. That means a lifestyle of prayer. That, means, that, that doesn't mean that you don't do anything but prayer. It means you live a life of prayer. So the moment something drops in your spirit, you don't have to wait or call a prayer chain. Pray. Right then, pray. That's the thing I want Christians to understand. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Here we go. And in everything, give thanks. If you've ever wondered what the will of the Lord is, Read this passage. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so today being the last Sunday before we celebrate Thanksgiving, before we celebrate Thanksgiving, before we celebrate Thanksgiving, hmm? listen to, I want you to listen to the words of the Apostle Paul today. And, and I'm hoping that this will... It's interesting, you know, when, when Paul deals, I should say not Paul, but the Holy Spirit through Paul, when he deals with us about certain issues, I mean, he really doesn't dance around about it. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 3, check this out. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on. Now, what's that mean? <laughs> Come on. You, there's something you're going to have to do. Put on, now, now, then, he, then he starts getting in your living room. Put on tender mercy. 
Put on kindness and humility, meekness. A good word for there is a humble, teachable heart. Are you teachable? Long-suffering. That's patience on steroids. You put up with it, and you put up with it. Now, I'm not saying be a doormat to someone. You know, say whom God loves, he corrects, but you are this generous, forgiving, patient person. Not like my, not like my story about traffic last week. Not that guy. Verse 13. Bearing with one another. What's that mean? You're helping each other out. You're looking out for each other. You're forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you do it. But above all these things, here we go again, put on, put on love. It's the bond of perfection. A better word there would be the bond of maturity. You can always tell the mature believer when they're walking in love with people when they would love to do nothing better. Man, Andy sends me these uh, wrestling preacher things all the time. I love them. He sent me, and today's, the one I got this it was great, man. I got one this morning, and it was Randy Macho Man, Savage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sometimes I know we want to come off the top rope on somebody. Do a big suplex and just pow. But as people of God, when we put on love, we let, let's keep going. We, verse 15, we let the peace of God rule. Not our emotions, not the current climate that we're in, not the situation, not what someone did or said to you. We let the peace of God rule in our heart to which also you were called into one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace. See, this is what we do on Sundays. We come in here and we encourage and we exhort and we pray and we love on each other. And we worship God together and exhort with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our heart to the Lord. This is one of the biggest things that, that the world doesn't understand about why we gather it is absolutely essential for the born again. This is our source that God gave us to come together and love and worship, to be taught the word of God. Because what happens when you come in here and you sit under the anointed word, get your eyes off of a man, you sit under the anointed word, it's for you to go out into that world and, and burn bright. And This is why in verse 17 he really slaps you in the face with this one. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God our Father. See, I honestly believe that as we embrace more of a thankful heart, hmm? say thankful. thankful. See, this is, this is going to be a turning point in your life of faith. Because when you're thankful and you're humble, you're embracing God's promises right in the face of challenging situations. You have this unexplainable peace that passes understanding about you, and this is why you're thankful, because you know God's got you. Huh? See, a consistent life, guys, I want you to get this, a consistent life of thanksgiving, it will always be faith-inspired, acknowledging many times all the things God has already done for us. 
and a big part of that is in the unseen world. Man, I talk to Christians all the time, and we never go to the unseen. That's just some far away when the role is called up yonder place that we'll get to someday. But no, you and I, we are part of that world right now. And, and understanding that and developing a thankful heart, really <laughs> developing a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Guys, I'm telling you, it is the doorway to receiving more from God. When you're thankful, when you don't understand all the ins and outs of what's going on, God, I thank you that my steps are ordered by you. I thank you, Father, that your favor, it surrounds me like a shield. I have the Holy Spirit cloaking device on me right now. And everywhere I go, the favor of God goes with me. Ministering spirits encamp around me. The, the psalmist says, the angel of the Lord encamps around me. Wow. Huh? Thank you, God, that the Holy Spirit puts up with me. That's one of my big ones. I tell the Holy Spirit all the time, thanks for sticking with me. Because he's got to put up with some crazy stuff. You see, the righteous response of thanksgiving, guys, at the end of the day, ultimately it's this true exercise of our humility because we, we know that he just gave us breath. Hmm? And what I really like is when we are humble in this, the Bible says that God gives more grace to the humble. But you know what he does to the proud? He resists the proud. See, if you're a prideful person, God resists that stuff. This is the thing <clears throat> that, that the children of Israel, we, we learn so often. See, Moses, you understand, when you go back and you watch the story, you, you see yourself throughout the Old Testament in types and pictures. But the Bible says of Moses, Moses was one of the uh, meekest men of his generation. But if you notice, if you watch his, his life and ministry, he was also, of his time, one of the most used of God. Why? Because God gives more grace to the humble. You want to do, for more? You want to do more for the kingdom of heaven? You want to do more for God? Live a humble life. Can I say it like this? For some of you all, get over yourself. Stop being the star in your own movie. Come on, man. <laughs> so often it's all about us. King David said, let's give thanks at the remembrance of his name. I mean, when you think about God, just stop for a minute. Father, thank you for eternity. Thank you, Jesus, that you saved me. See, this heartfelt stuff, I'm telling you, these are things that glorify God. A true, heartfelt, thank thankful life. There's a beautiful story of this in Luke chapter 17. Uh, Jesus, you know, he's always, now you understand, Jesus is always doing way more than one thing. When he's teaching and stuff, you understand? He's dealing with several issues. He's a, he is the, now I know many of y'all think you're great multitaskers. No, that just means you're not focused completely on anything. I'm sorry. That, that, that. But, but Jesus, I know, right? We don't want to hear stuff like that because we, we're all that and then some. But now Jesus, he actually could do some multitasking. But he was Jesus. We're still measuring up to the fullness of that statue. We're not there yet, but we're, Hopefully, every day we're on the planet, we're getting more, right? But it, let, let's look at this, Luke 17, 11. Now, it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a certain village there, met him ten men who were lepers. And they stood afar off, and they lifted their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 
have mercy on us. Now, they're leper. What do they want? You, it's okay. You can say it. What do they want? Yeah. <clears throat> they, but they're asking Jesus to have mercy on them. And so, so when he saw them, he said to them, verse 14, go show yourself to the priest. Now, under the Mosaic law, the only time that a leper would go show himself to the priest is if he was already healed because the priest would confirm the healing took place. So, in essence, he's telling them to do something that in the natural doesn't look like they're supposed to do. Y'all missed that, right? Bam. So, 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 and, and so it was, here's the key I want you to get. As they, say as they went. As they went. They were cleansed. As they went. See, some of you, you're, you already know what God says. <clears throat> you already know what to do. Stop praying and asking God for a sign. As they went. These guys knew the law, but there's this guy, this radical preacher that's on the scene, and they cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he says, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. And one of them, verse 15, when he saw that he was healed, he returned with a loud voice and glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, giving him thanks. Here's the interesting thing. And he was a Samaritan. He, he wasn't even a Jewish person. No covenant with God, and God still healed him. And Jesus said, were there not ten cleansed? Now, how did Jesus know all ten got healed? Because he's told him to go, huh? Because Jesus, is, he knows. He knows what's going on. And so Jesus said, were there not ten, but where are the nine? And were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? What's he saying? So often Jesus is dealing with the people of God because they, they have eyes but can't see. They have ears but can't hear what's going on right in front of them. Huh? But this ungodly man that has no covenant with God got a touch from God, and the first thing he does is humble himself and say, Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you. See, this is the thing that you and I have to learn today. None of us in this room deserve God's mercy and grace. We, we don't. But because of his mercy on our lives, God, have mercy on us. Go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, huh? You see, the thing I love about this guy's heart was that he stopped right away and went back to Jesus. He said, wait, 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 man. Something happened in my body. Something happened in my life. Jesus, thank you, man. Thank you. See, this is the thing that, that you, when you watch, so often the people of God, we get so, man, what's the word I'm looking for here, Lord? We have this entitlement way about us. I think it's human nature really in general, but Christians get this way. And you see it repeatedly with the children of Israel. That's why that he was making this statement that he did. This foreigner comes back to, be hum to humble himself and give me thanks, but where, where, where's my people at? Hmm? 
See, when you follow the children of Israel and you watch their journey, man, repeatedly, especially when you see them come out of Egypt, God told them, this is your promised land. I have given it to you. But the thing that you'll see is because repeatedly, a couple days into difficulties and challenges, the first thing they do is start complaining and going back to, why didn't you just leave us in Egypt? If you're just going to bring us out here to kill us, why didn't you just leave us there? I mean, I know I was a slave, but I had some food, right? See, guys, what Joshua and Caleb displayed, I know we always preach from the perspective that Joshua and Caleb had this great faith, but before, before that, you know what they had? This great humility of acknowledgement and thankfulness. God, thank you. Thank you that you've given us this land. Thank you. Let's go, guys. God's already. See, the thing is, gratitude is a declaration that God is faithful. When you are thankful in the middle of the storm, when everything isn't going right, you know God is going to bring. He's going to bring you through. But unfortunately, their unbelief and their hardened hearts stopped the things of God in their life. You think about it. All they had to do, Jack, all they had to do was humble themselves, say, you know what, God, I'm sorry, you're right, I'm wrong, forgive me, let's go up at once. But they wouldn't do that. Their unbelief connected with really, if you think about it, unthankfulness and unbelief, they really go hand in hand. Because when you're unbelieving, you're not thankful for what God's done because you don't believe you did it. You don't see it, baby. That's right. But the more that you allow him to change the way you think, and it starts with this humble, teachable, God, thank you. Thank you. You see, in Psalm 78, the Bible makes this radical statement that the children of Israel, they limited the Holy One of God. They limited him? You mean you can limit God? Well, they did because of their hard hearts, their unbelief. They they had no attitude of gratitude, if you will. You see, faith thanks God for the unseen. See, right now there are things that, that I have taken before the Father that I'm believing God to do in my personal life in this ministry as a church There's no way in the natural it's coming to pass. (laughs) But that's not where I live. I know my dad. And all I got to do is stay with him, be humble, be teachable. Thank you, Father, that my steps are ordered by you, that you are going before me. You're enlarging my path. You're making my way straight. You are arming me with strength. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Thank you, Father. And then the storm gets a little worse. And Jesus is still asleep in the boat. And you're like, Jesus, wake up, man. Don't you care about us? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get y'all to learn something. Now, let me finish my nap. No, he didn't say that, did he? He, he got up. He stopped the storm. And then what did he do? He got on him. Has Jesus ever gotten on you because you had a pity party? Because you forgot to be thankful? 
You see, faith thanks God for the unseen, for the things taking place in the Spirit. Now, I want you to understand something. You know I talk about the Spirit a lot. But guys, living, thinking, practicing, practicing things of the Spirit, that doesn't mean that's some fantasy, imaginary place. Now, as I use that word imaginary, that doesn't mean that a born-again believer cannot use a God, Holy Spirit-inspired imagination. That's, you should meditate in the Word of God and imagine, image the things of God. You should see what God has for you on that side. Hmm? But it's not fake. It's not pretend. And what, what, it, what it really boils down to is this. When it comes to giving thanks... I'm telling you guys, I really believe this, that this is spiritual power, being thankful. It is the doorway into the supernatural, being thankful. And this is why I'm convinced that a major key when it comes to receiving more from God is simply being more thankful right where you're at when you're believing for things that you don't see yet. Yeah, Whew. thank you, Lord. You know what our problem is? We're too busy looking at somebody else. Lord, they, they got that. I still, I'm still driving old busted, and he's got another new. C come on now. Who's that remind you of? Your children? Yeah. Yeah. See, learning to practice Thanksgiving. Let, let me start to wind this thing down a little bit. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, in this passage, there is, I've told you this before, this passage, chapter 15 is a, is a life-changing chapter. If you could ever take the time and go to 1 Corinthians 15 and just meditate the things of God for a little bit, because there is so much in this chapter. But if the, as, as the Apostle Paul is winding this thing down, he kind of gets... A little bold, and he's mocking the things of the kingdom of darkness. Death, where's your sting at? Hell, where is your victory? And then he says this in verse 57, but thanks be to God, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Right now, you and I, we have victory over death, hell, and the grave. In one single act, Jesus wiped out sin. He wiped out guilt. He wiped out death. And now he's leading us in this victory campaign. So Paul goes on to say this. He says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable. Huh? Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. When you do things for Jesus, it never, listen to me, it never goes unnoticed in two arenas, in his world and the kingdom of darkness. See, I want some of you all at a place when your feet hit the floor in the morning, the kingdom of darkness trembles because you just got up. Now, they're not there yet because we're still all about us. But when you start putting on your new man, thanks be to God who always, thanks be to God who always gives me the victory. Could I say it like, I, I always win. Well, that doesn't look like you're winning. I always win. I'm not walking by what it looks like. Jesus is leading me in this. Let me show you another one. Go to 2 Corinthians ch chapter 2. 
verse 14, <clears throat> once again, Paul starts the, the, the very same words. Thanks be to God. Say it with me. Thanks be to God. Yeah. Thanks be to God who always, always leads us in triumph in Christ. Always. And through us, watch this. I know, I know a bunch of you all, a bunch of, I know the, my staff, those girls, they love diffusing stuff. Sometimes I get, I walk in the office and I'm like, oh, what is that? Amanda's got some kind of weed oil burning up there. I mean, listen, I, I appreciate what CBD does, but I grew up old school and when I see that leaf, I, come on. I mean, I'm like, what are they, what are they trying to say there? I mean, there's a, I believe there's an underlying message. I'm like, let's get rid of the leaf, man. Listen, one day I can, where, where's Peggy at? I'm going to tell her, she's not here, I'm going to tell her. One day I come in church, Peggy, what is a Wednesday night, Peggy's greeting at the door, and she's got this big t-shirt with a marijuana leaf on it. And I'm like, Peggy, what, and then, in, of course, around it in small letters, it's talking about the CBD oil, but I'm like, Peggy, what are you doing? She said, it's not marijuana, Pastor. I'm like, Okay. I've seen a few of those in my day. <laughs> my girl is greeting at the door and she got weed on her shirt. Yeah, I want to go to that church. <laughs> I'm like, wow. No wonder they so happy. Now I know some of you laughing, but some of y'all, you so serious. That's not funny, Reverend. No, it's kind of funny, okay? Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge everywhere he goes, everywhere, or in every place. For we are, watch this, you got to get this, guys. We're God's fragrance. Huh? We smell like Christ. Come on, babe. Listen, man. You walk in that office and that diffuser's going. I mean, there's sometimes I just like, mm-mm. That, that thing's, you know, because you can't, I can't stand, it, it's so strong. I'm like, Phew. can you put something else in there? See, when you show up in a place, let, let me listen to the message. I love how the message paraphrases this. In Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Through us, he brings the knowledge of Christ everywhere we go. When you show up, Jesus shows up. Through us, he's leading us in this parade because he has defeated the kingdom of darkness. And really what Jesus is doing is, because if you all could see the other side, when we step up, and step out, Jesus says, watch this, and he's just showing off. This is, this is my crew right here. He said, this victory parade, this is what I did. Now watch my kids, watch this. They're my body, they're my hands. See, I'm, I'm very sensitive like to, to smells, and so when we go, Tracy will we'll be out uh, shopping or something, and, and some, especially if we go to Gatlinburg or something, she'll want to go in that perfume store. I can't go in there. Matter of fact, when I get from here to the sound booth to it, I can, I'm like, mm. It starts messing with me, right? Because those strong 
That's how God wants us to be. Huh? Oh, the Holy Spirit. That's what you're wearing. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what is that, man? That's that anointing. <laughs> right? See, a big takeaway from Paul is this. Here's the thing, guys. This, all of this starts with this thanksgiving heart because thanksgiving connects us to this victory. Giving thanks before we even see what's happening. Giving thanks for the victory. See, that's faith. And faith is what connects us to God. Faith is what connects us to his grace and favor. Because I, I really believe in Christ. I mean, we always win. Yeah, well, it doesn't feel like it right now. It doesn't look like, okay, well, that's okay. In Christ, we do always win. Huh? Yeah, but what if you have to go through some stuff? Take the what if off of that. You're going to go through stuff. Huh? Those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. The world's not going to roll out the red carpet for you. Your ungodly co-workers and family members, they're not going to rejoice when you show up. And, oh, they're here for Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, I'm so glad you're here. Now, you know what, you, a lot of times you'll get, don't you be doing any of that preaching in my house today. I don't want to hear none of that Jesus stuff. You, you, you ever never heard that? Yeah. You have to learn to be thankful in every situation. See, my prayer today is to remind every one of us that this triumphant, victorious, overcoming life is simply this. It's Jesus leading regular people with humble, thankful hearts that are willing to trust him. Hmm? See, it, it, it's, it's just regular people right in the middle of the storms of their life, regular folks coming out of the other side of the biggest failure, the biggest mess, the biggest disappointment in your life. Huh? You, some of you in this room, you still packing around a bunch of your junk, but you're humble enough to recognize that one touch from God's immeasurable love is bigger than any of that junk. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. See, at the end of the day, I don't know, man, it's probably seven or eight years ago, we did a series called No Perfect People Allowed. Was, oh, it's been longer. It was longer than that. Okay. Well, we only been in the building ten years, so it's okay. It was ten years then. Yeah. All right. But here's the thing. <laughs> At the end of the day, guys, there are no perfect people. There's just people with all of our junk, with, with with all of our wins, with all of our losses, with all of our ups and downs. Just people that will humble themselves enough and be thankful enough to allow the Savior to touch their heart. But on the other side of that, you're also humble enough to be aware that you're the one that carries his fragrance, his personality, his nature and character everywhere you go. Listen to these. Uh, I'm going to get you out of here with this. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul says this out of the message paraphrase. If you only look at us, you might miss the brightness you all hear me say this about me all the time. Don't, don't be looking at a man. I can be talking about something in the Holy, Holy Ghost get right in the chair with you. Paul says, if you just look at us, you might well miss the brightness. Why? Because we carry this precious message around in these unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. 
And that's to prevent anybody from confusing God's incomparable power with us. Remember what we've said this for the last several weeks now. If it's good, it's God. If it's bad, devil. If there's something good in your life, if there's something going on, thank God for it. If there's something that you're believing for and you don't see it yet, thank God for it. You see, guys, the longer I pastor, the more that I realize that anyone that is willing to embrace this humble, thankful approach to a life in Jesus, it's going to start showing up in your life. It'll be a recognizable characteristic in your life. Remember this statement. He always, he always leads us in triumph. Always. So this holiday season, let these words echo in your thoughts this upcoming week. As you get around family members, some of you that you, you, you may not even like them. But you know, the thing about family, well, they're family, you know. And this year you're going to be that, what's that smell, man? And that's some smoked turkey and gravy. No, it's you. <laughs> they're smelling that, that, that aroma of Christ in your life. Huh? I know this is some radical stuff. But when you start stepping out and you have this thankful heart, this is the opportunity that you have to burn bright for Jesus. This holiday season, I am telling you, by the Holy Spirit right now. The church has a wonderful opportunity to seize this moment, to be a light. There's a world that's confused right now and deceived. <clears throat> and you know what they need? They need truth. Rooted and grounded in love truth. Are you with me on this? And it starts with this humble, thankful heart. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.